Are you in search of your perfect cup of coffee at home? Do you crave a fresh cup of joe from the comfort of your own kitchen? Well, look no further because Black Sun Coffee is here to help. The medium roast from Black Sun Coffee features notes of Brazil nut, grapefruit, and oak. The freshness is guaranteed to start your day off right. Go to blacksuncoffee.com, that's B-L-V-C-K, and use the promo code CONFIDENCE20 for 20% off your next purchase. I'm Leah Shaw, and welcome to The Confidence Factor. There are times we experience what I like to call life-defining moments. Those moments alter how we view things and how we approach things. Part of being confident is learning how to embrace accountability, being willing to hold yourself accountable, but also being comfortable in speaking up and saying the things that need to be said and advocating for the things that need to be changed. Today's guest shows us how to grow from those life-defining moments and live a life full of courage and peace with a nice helping of accountability. Let's listen. So I've known today's guest for a long time. When I think about being authentic and being comfortable in one's own skin, she is one of the first people that comes to mind. So Bianca Hicks is like me. She's a student affairs professional, currently serving as director of residence life at Walsh University. But that's not all Bianca does. She is a doctoral student. She's an evangelist. She... (laughs) Yes, ma'am. She is a truth teller. She is an overpacker. She <laughs> and she's also a beautification advocate for both your exterior and interior selves. So that's enough of that. Let's get down to the chat. So Bianca, welcome and thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for having me. I'm very very excited about this. So getting down to it, how do we know each other? What's our connection? Because we've known each other for a long time. Yes. So when I think about how long and how I even know you, I really do feel like there's layers to it. Uh (laughs) So when I think about you, I think about my intro of just knowing you, which it just felt so organic. Mm -hmm. I genuinely don't remember shaking your hand. (laughs) I don't remember like introducing myself. I've just, I feel like I've just always known you. And so that's kind of layer one. And Mm -hmm. we were involved in so many things, you know, growing up, of course. But then of course we crossed paths at BGSU. Shout out, go Falcons. Falcons. Um, And, you know, then we, you know, of course with our professional Mm -hmm. world, you know, started to become roommates at professional conferences. That was kind of like our second or third layer. And so it's just been layer after layer. And I feel like, like a beautiful, you know, piece of lasagna. It just gets better at every layer. So now I want lasagna. It's great to know you. Likewise. So, I mean, you were, you were there when I defended my dissertation and, 
uh, and you've kind of known this journey about like my research as it relates to confidence. And so I just had so much fun interviewing these women across the country and hearing their stories that I wanted to do that more often and bring it to the masses. So uh, I'll start with you like I started with them. How do you define confidence? So confidence for me is a really loaded concept, I would say. But when I think about confidence, I think about what it feels like and what it looks like. Mm -hmm. And so for me, confidence is courage and confidence is peace. And so that's really how I define it personally. Mm -hmm. I think there's there's that this um, unique dynamic of courage and peace that kind of coexist together and create that confidence factor. And so I think about the, the courage to be able to show up every day and to, you know, fight new battles and to overcome. And in that, becoming more courageous and becoming more confident from that. But then at the same time, finding just that peace of mind as well. So mm-hmm. when you're navigating day to day, that you're just at peace. You're not, you're, you have the courage, but you don't have to constantly be in a battle to have that confidence and that courage. And so knowing that, you know, in my day-to-day world, I'm just at peace. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not competing with anybody. I'm not fighting for anything um, other than, you know, the things that I believe in, right? And so it's really just being able to walk in peace. I think that that is really the epitome of confidence. I love that combination of courage and peace. And I feel like to get to that place where that's how you would define it, there's a, there, it's a journey and there's a story there. So how did you get to the point where you have this definition of confidence as courage and peace? And how did you find courage and peace in your own life? Yeah, that's a great question. So I haven't really thought about it like that, mm-hmm. but when I do take a minute to reflect, I really think about the irony of discovering it. Mm. And so I think about when I, um, the first time I really became confident, um, cause I don't feel like I have always been a confident person, mm-hmm. but ironically, the first time I became confident was when I lost my dad. Um, and it was a very ironic time because I was so vulnerable and I felt so open, but at the same time, it was my greatest moment of courage to date at that time. Mm -hmm. And I had no other choice, but to either be courageous or to flop and, you know, losing someone who I defined and still define as one of my heroes Mm -hmm. was, was a terrifying experience. But in that irony, I was able to survive and thrive through that. Mm -hmm. And of course, I give so much credit to my faith as a result of that. Um, At the same time, I I was courageous. I had no other choice but to be. And I became so confident. And it was at such an unexpected time that I would never in a million years think that I would grow in confidence after such a traumatizing experience. But time after time in my journey, I've had different things that have happened throughout the years that have been traumatizing, but I've been courageous in navigating and facing it head on, not giving up. And I've just felt so much confidence uh, from that. 
And so with that, um, I experienced not only the courage in that confidence, but also peace, peace like I genuinely cannot describe. Um, and in, in circumstances where many people would look and say, that would seem disastrous, you know, mm-hmm. that would seem, you know, just so overwhelming. I was experiencing the greatest peace of my life. It felt weird. It felt um, unsettling at times. I felt mm-hmm. like I should be feeling something differently. But at the end of the day, I realized this is this is that confidence that mm-hmm. I have in who I am and in this journey that I've been graced to, to be on. Mm-hmm. And so finding that balance of courage and peace has really been my confidence factor over the years and being able to walk in both and, and, and not, not, um, not, not be able to, you know, question that because mm-hmm. at first I was questioning it. Um, but over time I just realized that this is, this is what that, that uh, combination looks like. This is what courage and peace looks like. It really is confidence. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so yeah, I would say my life journeys have really um, have just shown me what that looks like to balance the two, combine the two. And I feel like courage and peace can sometimes be a little bit ironic in and of themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, How so? Really together. Well, you know, you know, I really feel like when I think about courage, at least in my definition of courage, I think about, you know, a sword. I think about you're going in for battle. You know, you have this big giant that's ahead of you and you're like, oh, my goodness, I don't know if I'll survive this. This looks so much bigger than me. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have it within me. And when you kind of um, with everything that you have, just keep moving forward and push forward, that takes so much courage and it's there's so much energy associated with that. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time for peace, I feel like there's such a calm that's typically associated with it. Um, there's not a ton of action. It's just kind of um, a, a state of being in a sense. Mm-hmm. And so I personally just define them a little bit differently. Um, and I've just found such a, um, a comfort in their combination because it really has contributed to what I define as my definition for confidence. Mm -hmm. So if I can ask you, um, before you had this like moment of self-realization, if you will, what would, how would you describe Bianca before? And then how would you describe Bianca after? Ooh, I love, 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 love that. So that's a loaded question and a loaded answer. (laughs) Yes, of course. Right. Um, So that's a great question. So if I were to describe myself before, I would really describe myself as very cautious, not to say that I'm reckless now or anything like that. Um, But I really was just kind of more observant, um, you know, kind of like taking in my environment, um, still like a goofball and stuff like that. Um, but just a different approach. Um, I feel like before this, um, kind of like awakening in a sense, Mm -hmm. I, I feel as though I didn't honor my time as much as I should have or could have. Mm -hmm. And 
there was almost an arrogance of tomorrow. And I feel as though after some of these epiphanies that I started to experience, Mm -hmm. I realized you don't have that. And I know that's so cheesy to think about tomorrow's not promised, but when you are hit face on with that reality and that vulnerability, you know, losing a loved one, you know, losing different things, there is that uh, wake up. And I realize there's things that need to be spoken about and to and for. And I don't want to waste any minute of my life not advocating for what I need to advocate for, not speaking up for things that need to be spoken for. And it just, it changed how I approached everything. And one thing that I deeply, 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 deeply value is accountability. Um, I believe that accountability and leadership go hand in hand. And I believe that when people can truly and authentically embrace accountability, Mm -hmm. they can really be confident because, and I'll, I'll even take it in the leadership route um, as well. So how I was as a leader um, before this realization is I did not want to hold anyone accountable. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to avoid it like the plague. I wanted to play nice and I'm still kind But I realized that playing nice isn't productive and it doesn't solve any problems and it actually can be really toxic. And so I would say before this realization, you know, I just didn't quite figure out how to have some of those difficult conversations and just wasn't confident enough to navigate. Mm -hmm. And so after some of those realizations, It really just hit me. You know, I realized this is too important to to not speak on. You know, this is too important to to not address. And I became more confident in even holding myself accountable. Mm -hmm. And that's really that um, first layer for me, because I don't see how you can really hold someone else accountable if you're not ready to hold yourself accountable uh, authentically. And so I asked hard questions. Mm-hmm. You know, I asked the folks that I was supervising, what don't you like about me? You know, mm-hmm. if you could change anything about my leadership, what would you change? You know, do you trust me and why? Mm-hmm. And, you know, just being able to dive into some of those hard questions and not put on that armor of, you know, defensiveness and, <laughs> Um, you know, just thinking like, oh, well, let me rationalize why they think that. And, you know, my opinion's better than theirs. And the reason they think that is because they think, and it really took me realizing that I just need to genuinely listen mm-hmm. and, and just sit with feedback um, and not explain it out, not explain it away, just engage with it and have an open heart and an open mind and trust that the people who are giving me that feedback will have an open heart and an open mind. So that was before I, you know, had that realization, I just wasn't asking hard questions. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of like on uh, a survey when someone asks, like, what was your favorite part about, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's like, okay, well, all these questions are kind of shifted to answer positively. Right. So I believe that, you know, after some of those realizations, I was more comfortable with, you know, 
things being skewed to the negative, you know, mm-hmm. if uh, questions were worded in a way that are either neutral or, you know, leaning to a negative so that people can think for themselves that, you know what, this might, this question might be worded this way, but I do feel positively about X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. And so just being more courageous in asking difficult questions about myself. And I feel like when I was getting that authentic feedback and listening and retaining the feedback that I was getting and doing something with it, which is literally the most important part (laughs) of feedback. um, It changed my life. It changed my leadership. Mm -hmm. And I became so confident in knowing that when I'm getting feedback and I'm actively doing something with it as a leader, now I, I can be more confident as a leader because I'm, I'm being productive. I'm asking hard questions. I'm challenging myself. I'm pushing myself. I'm operating in courage. And then I'm also operating in peace because I know that at the end of the day, I've done my best each and every day and I'll fall short, but not as an excuse, but always as my mission to be good to and for others. And so I would say that was one of the major adjustments um, when it comes to how I was before and after, especially in leadership. And so even now as a leader, um, you know, I really find myself challenging people now that I've done the hard work for myself. I'm now in a more confident space to do that for other people. Mm -hmm. So when I see someone who is saying, you know, this is what I value um, or that's what I value and I'm not seeing the alignment there, I can be confident in my journey of what helped me to better align to help them. Mm-hmm. And so I feel that um, that's been like one of the most major adjustments for me is not only doing this for myself and starting from within for myself, but being able to give that confidence away um, to others by helping them to see how Um, this journey can help them to be more confident as well. So I would say that's been one of the major differences from then and now. So kind of a long answer, but that's my answer. It's a beautiful answer. So if I had to name your confidence factor, I would call it courageous peace, as Mm. you've said. And so what is an example in the after, if you will, where you feel that your confidence factor was on full display and all of its courageous, peaceful glory mm, that like you would be most question. proud of? That's such a good question. Um, I have so many examples off the top of my head. Um, I would say... I'm thinking of one that's appropriate to share that doesn't outline any specific scenario, but I'll say this, I'll say this because I do have a very specific example that really was like a game changer for Mm -hmm. me, but I would say, I'll give an example of, um, of, of a letter that was written. Okay. Okay. Um, and it was it was in the workplace. A staff member had written the letter, mm-hmm. and there were some there was some feedback in the letter that didn't align with who I am, who my team is, you know, things like that. And um, it was it was a hard to hear letter. And of course, I believe that there's always truth in everything. Mm-hmm. 
So um, while the letter did not come from a good place, and we've, we've talked through this with this individual, um, while the letter didn't come from a good place, I was still able to pull from it things that were valuable mm-hmm. um, and also acknowledge the things that simply did not reflect who I am or who my team is. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's in those moments that you have this confidence from doing the work. You don't just get it overnight, Mm -hmm. but the confidence of doing the work, knowing who you are and who you are not, that you can hear things and it's like applies, doesn't apply, Mm -hmm. applies, doesn't apply. Um, And I know in talking with another staff member, they were just, you know, broken up about, they're like, I don't know how this happened. Mm. Like, this isn't true. And I'm just like, yeah, you're right. But, you know, so like, I couldn't even have an emotional response to it because I was so confident in hearing something that didn't reflect who I am and listening to this person actually read this letter. Right. Um, and in a setting that, um, you would, you would have been like, oh my goodness, like how did this even happen? But the setting was courageous in and of itself because mm-hmm. I would say the average person in the setting, again, not trying to give too many details here, but in the setting, the average person would have been like, nope, see you later, gotta go. <laughs> um, and cause like I've talked to a couple of people about it and they're like, how did you do that? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I sat just like this. Mm-hmm. I smiled just like this. Because I had gotten to a point where I was able to hear information that was difficult to hear, knowing that I'm like, ooh, okay, that hurt, but like, mm-hmm. that's, that's not correct. And ooh, that was hard to hear. And that's actually true, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, and finding that balance so that you don't get overcome or overwhelmed with feedback, because feedback can be overwhelming in and of itself. Um, But then just having that peace of mind, like as you're hearing these different things, still just reflecting on who you are and who you are not. That's really been my go-to for different storms that I faced in general. But I think about that specific example because um, a couple of my other team members were like, I just don't know how you do it. And so it challenged me to do more work in leadership to show it, you know, because it's something that I hadn't really thought about. I'm like, I don't know how I did it. Like, how how did I navigate that? But I mean, you know, like you're saying, like, if that's my confidence factor, mm-hmm. um, that's really how it happened. I yeah. I was able to just through the work over the years, figure out really strategically who I am, who I am not. And, you know, be able to give and receive hard to hear feedback in a loving and productive way Mm -hmm. and, and just walk in that. And that takes courage in and of itself, but there's also a piece in that. There's not a, Oh, I don't know what to do with this. Or I don't, well, maybe this is true. Maybe this, like, there's not that constant dancing Mm -hmm. with information that um, someone who may not be as confident in themselves may experience from day to day when they're hearing different things and experiencing different things. It's like you're constantly in a state of peace Mm -hmm. and it's hard to shake that. Um, And I've definitely been shaken, Mm -hmm. you know, um, but it's hard to actually feel shaken um, even when there's efforts made to do so. 
And so that's a one of the most recent examples that I can think of. Like I said, there's a few other examples that I think of that have been just like big game changers. Um, but um, but I'll say that for now. Okay. So humor me here. And this is my last, well, I have two. Well, this isn't really a question. <laughs> I need you to do a thing and then I have a question. And then okay. that will be my final question. Pick a number between one and 32. 24. What would you tell your 24-year-old self? With the information that you have now, what would you tell your 24-year-old self? Mm. Oh, so this is like, I feel like this is like going to make me cry, but I can do this. (laughs) Um, Okay. So I'm going to pinch myself so that I don't, because this could be a mess. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Um, So... Um, considering the fact that I was 24 when my dad passed away, um, and 24 has always been my lucky number. So that was very ironic in general Mm -hmm. when that happened, because I thought that that was going to be my year. Um, but that year changed everything. Mm -hmm. Um, for one, I met Kirk Franklin on that birthday, which was awesome. (laughs) Um, that's very random. But it also, is so it's random. awesome. So random. <laughs> we were at the Cheesecake Factory because that's like my my vibe. Um, we were at the Cheesecake Factory in Texas, just to be clear. <laughs> um, and he was just casually walking outside. And long story short, anyways. <laughs> um, but that was actually my last birthday uh, with my dad. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just a really special day. But I would tell twenty four year old Bianca that um, there's going to be so much joy ahead. Mm. Don't look at what you see right now. Mm -hmm. You may not fully understand it and you may never, but just be confident in who you're called to be, who you're chosen to be. And you'll discover that each new day and and don't be afraid to face that because there's great joy from operating in that courageous peace. That's perfect. Thank you, Bianca. Yeah, thank, thank you. Thank you very much. So, Bianca, before I let you go, I just want to let the people know that, uh, you know, when I found out I was pregnant and I needed a nickname for the baby before we came up with her name and before I even was telling people that I was pregnant, I needed a nickname or a code name, if you will. And so, you know, that uh, we called her BB. And so it was cute. But you are actually the original BB in my life. So uh, mm-hmm. just wanted to put that out for their out there for the people. But before I let you go, uh, you did something really cool over the summer on Facebook. Um, When I did the intro to you, I talked about how you're an advocate for beautification, both inside and out. So if you just really quickly just want to talk to the people about what that project was and maybe what we can expect from you in the future. Yeah. So BB is basically my alter ego. I do blame you for that. Um, But... (laughs) (laughs) it's so true keep going it it really is it really is but last summer the summer of quarantine as we all know it to be I started beauty chats with BB 
And it was really a group of women that I spoke to and with um, each week. It was actually on Sundays. And we just talked about how beauty starts from within, even with good skincare. You have to have good skincare before you do makeup. Mm-hmm. And similar to our beauty within, you really have to start from within your integrity, your character, who you are, and building from an authentic place in order to really and truly be beautiful. Mm-hmm. And so loved having those conversations. And so for this upcoming summer, you should expect to see um, a revitalization of Beauty Chats with BB. So be on the lookout for that summer 2021 in coming attractions. All right. Looking forward to that. Thank you. And thank you again for being here today. I really appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Thank you, everybody, for listening to The Confidence Factor. Be sure to check out my website at www.beshawesome, or beshawesome.com. You can also check me out on Instagram at b.shawesome. As always, thank you to Golden Ox Studios for making this a reality week after week.